All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Derek Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. Welcome back to Nasty Knuckles. What's happening, Nast? What's up, Rigorelia? Holy shit. Where, look at the tank. Where the hell are you? Because I know you were at our Bensley game again <laughs> Sunday night. Where the heck are Sorry, you? Sorry, dude. Yeah, I wish you could see my view. I'm in Miami, hanging out in the 80-plus weather the last couple of days. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I've, I've got a sick toque on, but I've got a toque on. Yeah, it's cold that here. Bean warm. Oh yep. my God. Just uh, speaking at a psychedelic conference here in Ast, um, talking nice. about my mental health, concussion issues. That's awesome. All that man. good stuff, trying to, I don't know, trying to pave the way in a new industry. Is it uh, you and like other athletes or? Yep. Yeah. We're yeah. speaking uh, actually today um, on, oh, nice. a, on a panel, psychedelics and sports, really again, talking about, uh, well, TBI, concussions, right? Contact sports and um, and then mental health, right? Anxiety, depression, PTSD, all that good stuff um, and how we can how we can impact um, people's mental health. You know, it's the future of psychotherapy. So happy to be a part of it. It's I've been in a progression since the cannabis stuff. I mean, you know, cannabis yeah. is a, obviously a helpful tool, but as we know, there's uh, many other tools out there that are 
you know, sidelined, if you will. Yeah. So yeah. just trying to fight, uh, fight the good fight and hopefully get people nature's medicine here in the next five it, years, man. you know? That's, so that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'll be back tonight though, brother. And we can reconnect, oh, nice. get back well, on the ice and sick invite, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd be grinding steel and you couldn't make it down <laughs> south oh. of Miami, dude. <laughs> I would have brought my machine with me. I know you would have. <laughs> I don't know how many people are skating in uh, Miami Beach. No, it doesn't look like a whole lot, man. They're Probably not. Yachts they're, roll- and- they're rollerblading. Yeah, right. Exactly. Palm trees, yachts. I mean, smiles on people's faces and yeah. no face diapers. It's pretty nice. <laughs> no face diapers. No shit. <laughs> hey, listen. We were there Friday, didn't get to see the finals, but man, our boys, the Warriors. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Three big wins. Dominated. Uh, all three teams won the National Warrior Classic, the big trophy. Nice trophy, too. Yeah, man. right. That was cool, man. That was awesome watching them uh, celebrate together. All the, all the hard work they put in, man. Right. Um, it was really cool to see. Yeah, really absolutely. Cool yeah, you know, it's 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 fun watching the videos that have been posted and you know, just the the, the joy and you know, like yeah. it doesn't matter what level you win at, winning is winning, right? I mean, winning. there's something so powerful about that feeling and you know, the 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 warrior program is such a special program. Brad Marsh has done a hell of a job putting that thing together, but just to see that, you know, that that raw real emotion with the with the win, yeah. you know, it's a collective group win and everyone's feeling it you know it's uh it brings back memories obviously like you know from my, my childhood color cup yeah. stuff and whatever else but uh you know props to those guys for pouring in the effort and, and, and gluing together and and then you know somehow squeezing out three uh th- three tiers of wins you know that's a uh, pretty powerful stuff so props to all the boys rocking yeah. the warriors jerseys it, it one of the one of the coolest things was uh on sunday uh, the, the fly guys were practicing so they could hear all the noise. The place is going nuts. And, uh, there's a cool little video, uh, on the warriors, uh, IG page, probably Twitter and everything else. But it was like, uh, Risto was out there. Nate Thompson, Beezer, uh, I think Yandel was out there. JVR. I'm probably missing a couple. I think couple Atkinson guys. was out I think there. C- yeah. Sealer the baby. I, I can't remember, but uh that was awesome and they were just banging, banging on the, on glass. the glass, they were yeah. jacked for the boys man that that, that must have made I me mean, feel even better having having those guys step out there and watch them that, that that was really cool yeah yeah so yeah i love to see that you know just uh you always wish success for everybody and the program in general is a huge success but nothing quite like winning nasty you know that oh man i love winning that feeling. And then, you know, speaking of the Flyers, I mean, I think it's been two games since last week and yep. overtime loss and a big win there in Wash. Um, but the but the Fly guys are, are, are looking looking good, man. They are, man. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. You know, like they, they, they lose it overtime. They get that point, which is huge. You come home with three out of four points. But yep. you know what? You're losing that game. You get a big goal by lots late to tie it up, man. You know, tough goal in overtime you know uh, yep. i was hoping that didn't go in but, i know right um right. It, it looked like it did go in but either way yep. um uh, they, they they come back when in washington uh which obviously they have a good team ovi all those guys yeah. um 
Big win, man. Big win. Now we got uh, big T.O. Sim daddies in the house Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> right. That'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. Nice to see him back in Philly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think the, the, the boys are cruising, you know, goaltending duo, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a healthy combination. Um, yeah. Aristo back in the lineup. Yeah, you know, um, It'd be nice to get Alice back here. Hopefully, yeah, soon. right. And I'm not really sure what's going on there, but hopefully he's back soon. But um, Seeler, I like his game, man. I yeah, like that I, guy's I energy. He, he's, he keeps growing he's, on me more and more. Yeah, man. Honestly, he just looks pissed off, and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> he right. kind of plays that way, right? For sure. But um, yeah, the rolling. You got to keep yeah. uh, keep that vibe up and yeah. keep executing, finding ways to win. You know, some greasy. Exactly some greasy points on the road and it's the way it usually is has to happen that way, but, uh, not an easy league. No, definitely not. So, not an easy league. so and we got enough fans, the fans of Philly land there and asked, Oh my God, I cannot wait. This trip is getting closer and closer. Riggs. Yes, it is. I've been known to do a little damage in Arizona. <laughs> I can't I'm wait. Sure you have. Yeah. Uh, it's you'll get um, your son I, down there. Oh yeah, I'll be out by the pool. Sure, you bring Come your sunscreen out. there, Nas. Take care uh, of that skin. Should I bring thirty and apply it twice for sixty? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh man, extra I can't protection, wait. dude. Extra protection, man. You got to have it when you're in the in the desert. There, I can't wait though, man. I love this this group, man. Fans of Philly, and just so pumped they uh, they've invited us and included us. Yeah, in their parties, man. Yeah, so all your Flyer fans out there, if you got some extra spare time and you want to hop on the road and see the boys in action, um, check out Fans of Philly, and uh, they do an amazing job. Essentially, a sports Philly travel agency um, yeah. for all for all the sports. But uh, we're just doing the Flyers. The flag. That's right, baby. Obviously, right. so looking forward to that as well. Get on yeah. the road again, have a little fun with the fans. You gonna you gonna have a glass of wine or something, Riggs? I don't know, Nast. We'll see. I'm twist twist my, your arm as hard as my, I can. My my arm isn't as rubber as it used to be. <laughs> I know it's not. <laughs> hey, but we'll you see. Gotta, we'll hey, see. Hey, let's. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe someone else can help me twist it. Oh, There'll yeah. be a lot of a lot of people from fans of Philly. We'll, might, might be know. some Arizona herb floating around there too, Nast. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I wonder if there is. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, we'll have to look too far to find it. Yeah, I don't think you will. Uh, big, big uh, news also coming up with the alumni game. Yeah, you are playing in. Yes, I wish I could have caught a couple reps in this week. Um, (laughs) maybe by by Friday morning, I might be able to squeeze one in, but uh, you know, talking to uh, you know, Robert Esch there. Yep. He, he, he's getting after it getting a couple reps in <laughs> yeah trying to, trying to limber up the old hip flexors and groins so he's not a tin man out there but yeah looking yeah. forward to it man you got an insane crew of uh wow of flyer legends obviously um flyers alumni is, you know brad marsh again has done an amazing job of recruiting bringing these guys in so we got uh we got the elite of the elite yeah, and then uh, the old grocery stick Riley Cote floating around out there. So, oh no, be... you're in, you're in. I'm in. Yeah, you're lean. I'm, I'm blessed. You're lean. You're in shape. You're lean. Yeah, you're in the best be shape of my life, dude. Line. 
Maybe <laughs> squeeze out a couple of G's with the hey. COVID? I'm guaranteed. Who knows? I'm, gar- I'm, I'm guaranteeing one goal from you. So don't fuck it up. You got to get me one. What about an old-fashioned Tilly with Brash? Well, it's been a while since you guys tillied it up, but now your te- your teammates out there, you can't. Do Are it we now. on the same team? I didn't even oh, look at the I don't roster. Know. I don't know. I didn't see the roster yet. Maybe, maybe you'll have to. Oh man, I hope not. My face has been <laughs> preserved in the last eleven years, man. We don't <laughs> don't need to be taking bombs off the old beef. Oh God, I wouldn't. I don't know how you did it. No thanks. But, Smoked uh, a peace pipe with him. Never do that. I don't blame you. All right, dude, you ready to rock? Episode forty-eight, Robert Esch. Let's do it, baby. All right, let's go, buddy. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Sotomayor. This week, we are so thrilled to have the man, number 42, Robert Chico Esch. What's up, Eshy? Not much. Very, very glad to be here with you, gentlemen. Oh, We've, man. I've uh, followed you for you. a while now, so I'm, I'm pumped up. Oh, dude. Oh, you guys forgot about me for a while. Are you kidding me, man? <laughs> no way, man. Dude, look at you. Just coming off the... For you guys that don't know, Eshy's making a comeback here. Look at this oh, yeah. guy. He's all, he the sweat beads. Making, and- he's <laughs> <laughs> he, he had the full team after his team just went 3-0 and this weekend come in and for a practice for him to get ready for this upcoming <laughs> event we'll talk about, and then his comeback. <laughs> ah, What's up, buddy? What's going on? Not much, not much. I uh, actually did just get off the ice, so I'm uh, looking forward to our Monday game, the alumni game. Got a lot of great friends coming there, and a little bit nervous, but I'm not going to lie. <laughs> there you go. Get some reps in, right? You got to limber up yeah. those groins and hip flexors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the puck bounces off a little differently these days now. I'm a little chunkier. <laughs> Dude, you looked good when we saw you a couple months ago, man. You looked really good, man. I saw you. I was like, holy fuck. Chico, what's going on, man? And then you're getting a net, fucking fast twitch muscles are going. I'm like, holy, this guy's coming back, boys. He's coming back. <laughs> looking limber. Well, I actually, uh, I was actually really nervous going into that. I got on the ice three times. And the three times that I was on the ice, my lungs are coming through my chest. My heart's coming through my chest. Uh, this is going to be so horrible down there. And I was actually nervous going down to Philly. You know, and then I realized all the guys were on our team, which was good, like Greer and Tyler. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know what? You know, it's not going to be too bad. I don't think there was one warm-up shot. There's no organization going on whatsoever. <laughs> and we just went in. And it was awesome. It, it felt great. And then I uh, I didn't even get really tired out there. I, just, I had a fun time. Must have been the adrenaline carrying me through. Yeah, hey, right. actually, speaking of that game, which, which, which was really cool, you guys made it in for the Warriors, who we do have to say they just won – all three tiers uh, won the uh, National Warrior Classic, uh, which is really cool. They're good buddies yeah. of ours. But it was really cool you came in. But I remember I was work- I was helping the Warriors out because you guys said, oh, we-, we don't want Nasty down here. So we'll just take his, <laughs> old-, his old man. He's funnier <laughs> and chubbier. But um, I remember looking on the ice and, oh, wow, Dave Brown, uh, Riley Cote, Todd Fedorik. I mean, I'm missing a few guys. I'm like, could Jordan you Shelley. Cody. Oh, yeah, Shells. Like, there were there were a bunch. Uh, who, who's the older? Oh, Al Secord, Rocky right. Secord. Yeah. I'm like, no one would fuck around with this team. You might throw these five <laughs> on the ice now, and there'd be a lot of space for these fuckers, man. They were, there was a very tough lineup you guys had out there. <laughs> awesome, tough lineup. That's old That's school, great. man. Yeah, right. 
Oh. Yeah, it'll be a little different animal on Monday there for you, Chico. It'll be fa- actually facing uh, facing some of the, the the high end goal scorers that you had on your yeah, team. Yeah, I know. I you know what I started. Uh, I got a Peloton a while ago. My fiance got one for me, and I love it. I ride the Peloton like probably you know three, four, five times a week, whatever fits in. And so I started working out again. But you get on the ice is a whole not. It doesn't matter how, what you do. Once you get on the ice, you just suck. You know, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm it's so, so angry. true. Kids, they look like deer out there. They don't even get tired. They're just up and down the ice all over the freaking place. It, oh, it is. Man. And, you know, it's uh, I am looking forward to it. But, you know, the last uh, when they called me like the last couple of weeks, I, today was my first day on the ice. But uh, I did start working out a little harder. I'm seeing like Brashears out there, you, Friggy, <laughs> Briere. I saw Simone Gagne. I'm like, I haven't seen him since I played with him. I know that guy's oh in great God. shape. Yeah. Look at him. His hair looks like it's the same as when we played him. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, the guy's mint, you know? And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, this is going to be a shit show. So I got on the ice today, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have some of the guys get me ready for Monday. That's awesome, man. You get a couple more reps in the rest of the week? You got the ice book the rest of the week? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not going to make me any better. I just, I got to feel like I put the work in, you know, yeah, I, mean? right. yeah, I definitely won't be any better by the, after five days. I haven't skated in five years uh, up until that game that we played uh, with the I Warriors. Couldn't, I couldn't believe it when you told me that when I, when I saw you, cause you, you honestly not, no kidding around. You look like you'd been, I'm like, Oh, you must get on the ice with the boys. You know, you're right. We'll get into your, your, your uh, role with the team. Uh, that you're uh, president of, and uh, but I was like, damn, he must, you must be on the ice a lot. You're like, nope, been five years. I was like, holy shit, man, you look well, great. You right? You yeah, my- <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, you're the press, man. Get some new shit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Get whatever you want, brother, man. It's your show. <laughs> Farms doesn't hook me up on that stuff. Oh, I, I have him hook me up for my kid. <laughs> yeah, there you go. My kid than me. Yeah, there you go. He is nope, the best, though. Oh man, uh, yeah, he's he's great, Parms. I was just talking to him the other day, man. He uh, he loves you, obviously. I'm, uh, I can only imagine how well you take care of him because he always says it. Um, but he's a good dude, man. I got to work with Parms uh, for a little while here. I'll tell you what, I've never, you know, like obviously you were one of the greats, you know, Stan Wilson out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had some great people to make their way into the NHL, and when I look at Parms, I'm blown away. I remember when New Jersey was coming in. I was just like, listen, if there's one person that can tie this whole building together, because we operate concessions, you know, we run the arena and we run the team. I'm like, if there's one guy that understands this convoluted mess, it's Parms. He just gets it. And that locker room is spotless all the time. He's actually the one in there vacuuming, you know, full of towels. He doesn't pass the buck on anybody. So it's uh, I got nothing but love and respect for that man. I, I always would bust his chops when we were working together when I was uh, came up with you guys and um, we hired him for the Phantoms. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always knew when he was rattled, Eshi, because I would come <laughs> down and he had rearranged the whole room. <laughs> the OCD's like, kicking like, in. Yeah, oh, yeah, his office was rearranged. And then, like, the, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you really couldn't rearrange the skate room, but he did. I'm like, how the fuck did you move the skate machine? And then two days later, it'd be back. And shit was moved. I'm like, what's, uh, what's wrong? Talk to me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> See, just talk to me, man. What's going on, man? You're moving this skate machine. It weighs a ton. I don't even know how you're doing it. But 
Uh, he's, he is, man. He is so organized. I, I, I really, I was really, I knew him anyway, but that was one of the things I knew about him was how organized and, and he loves the job, man. And that's, you know what, and for, it's a tough key. job. You know better than anybody. That's the toughest job in all sports of being a trainer. You know, you get horrible hours, you get back, you know, and most of the time you're dealing with spoiled athletes and they don't treat the trainers the right way unless you're in a good culture and a good organization. But you know, it, it's a tough gig and to keep a room spotless, you know, when you don't feel like doing it and you just, I, I think that's, that's a testament to uh, an individual personally. Yeah, hundred percent. And he's been with you for, for quite a while, hasn't he? Yeah. He's been there? Eight, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Eight oh, years. Sorry. Well, no, this is our ninth year. Our first year was Johnny forget up in uh, Ottawa. Oh, my boy, Johnny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Johnny. I know Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First year of running this team, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know whether it was shit or steel second, but I had an awesome time with these guys. Awesome time. He's a good man. Wow. So you've been at this for for nine years. This is the ninth year you're president of the Utica Comets? Yeah. So wow. when I uh, retired, uh, I, was, I had a farm for a while when I was playing over in Russia. Uh, the farm up in Utica here. So I raised cattle and chicken and produce and I'd supply my restaurant. Uh, when I was with the Flyers, I started up this restaurant, Aquavino. <clears throat> Long story short, then I kind of got into farming when I was in Russia. Um, and then uh, a year after I retired, I started up um, a company called Mohawk Valley Garden. Uh, it's an S corporation that has uh, subsidiary LLCs underneath it. And what it is is Utica Comets, Orb Food and Beverage, and it's um, Garden Entertainment. Mohawk Valley Garden, kind of like Madison Square Gardens. Uh, our building here was a prototype, ended up being a prototype for uh, Madison Square Gardens, cable tension roof. Um, but oddly enough, when I was in Philadelphia, there's a great guy. I know you guys know him, Peter Luco. Right. Yes. Peter Luco, we started up uh, uh, Comcast Spectacore or whatever, or whatever was it the onset there he basically set it up with ovation and all these different you know companies Packy Olin was the ticketing arm and all this and I used to talk to him even when I played with the Flyers about that because it was something I always wanted to do when I came back and so yeah I, I the company that I own um like I said it's Mohawk Valley Garden we book concerts uh we have a soccer team um we we basically are a third party operator for the AHL team so Vancouver, when they were here, they didn't want to operate the AHL team. They had trust in me that I'd do the right thing, put money in the building. Uh, we've put over $20 million into the building. And, you know, wow. in Utica, New York, that's a lot. You know, like yeah, the tertiary market like this, it's just really, really a lot. So, you know, we treat, we spoil the players. You know, they're young. Uh, they're dumb. You know, they're kind of like us when we were there. Right. <laughs> you know, young and dumb. And they, <laughs> or me and still. Yeah. <laughs> or me still. <laughs> so and you try to you know you try to help them out you know they're becoming pros they're coming out of junior or college and you know it's a big jump i don't care what pro league you're in i don't care if it's southern pro east coast hockey league ahl or overseas i mean that's a big there's a big difference when you're collecting a paycheck you got to make your own payments you know all these different yeah. things vehicles insurance so and we take pride in that here um because i feel like we can we can help steer them into uh, good careers. And, and we feel good. Like you're going from, you know, your hometown to the small town to the big town, you know, we're kind of that uh, small town in between and, and, and our community takes pride in that. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know you had that much going on. 
I, yeah, I, we all, yeah, we got five restaurants too. Oh, that's Jesus awesome! Christ, that's awesome! That's crazy! I had no I idea. Cook, I can't cook for shit. <laughs> You're not back there trying to, are you? Yeah, never, never, never. People talk to me about it all the time. I'm like, listen, I don't even know what goes into shit. I have no clue whatsoever. You're a businessman. When I played in the NHL, I used to love going out, drinking nice wine, drinking yeah. beer, good steaks. I go, can you guys create that? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's exactly right, man. That's awesome. The building itself is, uh, you know, when I was coaching the Phantoms there for for a few years, um, I actually really enjoyed coming to Utica. Uh, the, yeah. that, build, that building for an American League building, I mean, the lights and, and the setup there, I think you guys put on a nice production. Yeah, it's cool. You know, it's uh, so it was built in 1959, and not to get into the history of it, but the old Erie Canal ran through center ice. And when they backfilled the Erie Canal, they built this structure that had to have a a light roof system on it. So that's where the cable tension roof system came. The engineer built Epcot too. I mean, it's, it's an amazing story. It's one of 200 national engineering landmarks. And so when we started up, we always took care of the building. We wanted it to be perfect. And we had a lot, I mean, like they were shutting the lights off this place, you know, in a year's time. So when I came in, it was like a really bad, bad situation. Um, and it's not just me, obviously, as you guys know, it's a helping hands of like a whole community that pulled this together. It's definitely not just uh, me or my company. But we put, like I said, we did redid the locker rooms. There's 10,000 square feet of locker rooms, put in video boards. We put in the LED Ephesus lights. You know, we did the whole facade. We added suites uh, back in 2018, 26,000 square feet of suites in uh, a restaurant that we own here. And it's just been a lot of lot of fun but the best part is is like a civic pride lightning rod for our community so we're not a university town we don't have you know any of the big uh you know college football or anything like that we're not too far from syracuse but on the same hand you know we really don't have that one thing that you can kind of clamor to and i think that was the biggest thing here since year two we've sold out every game you know and you know american that's hard man yeah Yeah. that's amazing Yeah, you know what? Actually, too, like I mean, well, I was gonna say it sounds dumb, but actually, it doesn't. Who? What player doesn't want to play in front of a packed house? You, you get. Well, it's, it's I funny. mean, that's amazing, man. I don't, don't care if it's four thousand people or forty thousand people. I mean, yeah, you want the place to be packed. Right. I mean, I've. I've said that a million times. I know, and we're like the smallest market by far, and we're the smallest building by far. And it's a little tricky to make it work. I mean, it's not like you're making a bunch of money, you know, in Utica, New York, operating the American Hockey League team. We do it because we love it. We've got great employees, great fan base. But you're right. I mean, the players, like I was with Riley, uh, not, <clears throat> not Riley Cote, uh, that's you, uh, Cal O'Reilly. Cal O'Reilly was in town the other day. Oh, okay, yeah. And Cal O'Reilly was sitting there. He's like, he goes, man, he goes, I just absolutely loved it here. And this is one of the best players, you know, American Hockey League history. I mean, this guy is awesome. You know, it's beyond me how uh, he hasn't been in the NHL like his brother. But, you know, he's just such a great guy. He's playing down in Lehigh, and he's just like, I absolutely cherish my time here. And it makes you feel good, you know. But that building's packed all the time, to your point, Nasty. And and it's fun. It's very fun to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, as a even even as a pigeon like myself, being an equipment guy, I tell you what, it's a lot more fun to – you get into the games either way, but when the place is packed, you're at home and they're going crazy. It's just, it's just more fun. And yeah. you know, you, 
the energy makes the games better, especially for the players. Yeah, the energy and all that, man. That, that's that's fucking impressive, Ashley. Dave Andrews yeah. must be loving you. Well, he's gone now. He's oh, is uh, he gone? I'm sorry, I didn't even. Yeah, know that. Scott Scott Housen's the new president oh, CEO, but he, it's Dave. Dave is. I mean, I got nothing but love and respect for that guy too. Um, you know, he's been at this a long time, but he's the chairman for the American Hockey League now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Scott, and Scott Housen's operating it. Another terrific guy. I mean, it's it's actually a great league. I mean, I forget what it is, 85 years old or something like that. And yeah. just the amount of development that comes through this league, and it's it's unbelievable. We had that Alex Holtz down here with New Jersey. Oh, this yeah. guy fires the puck like something I've never seen before. You know, it's it's oh. just exciting. We got a lot of good goalies that come through here. Markstrom, Demko, DiPietro. Now we got yeah. Dawes. I mean, you're talking about quality people that you're seeing – you know, on their, you know, ascent up, you know, and I think that's fun for a community like Utica. Oh, for sure. That's awesome. Hey, Chico, tell us how, you know, when you transition from one affiliate to another, how that goes down. Uh, Because you were with Vancouver for, well, I guess eight years, right? Yep. And then, and then obviously it's all logistical, but can you walk us through how that goes down? Yeah. So oddly enough, the guy that uh, came here nine years ago was um, there's two guys, uh, Lawrence Gilman and Victor DeBonis. And Lawrence, oddly enough, signed me to my two first NHL contracts in Phoenix. And awesome guy. We've always remained friends, even after I got traded to Philly. Um, And we were close. And when I came back, the big thing that they wanted to see was because nobody believed Utica was going to make it. Like Dave Andrews is like, listen, Rob, I love you, but we're not putting a team in Utica. You know, so that was the first step. I had to convince them. Wow, I, I know what I'm doing. I swear, I know what I'm doing. You know, and he's like, good guy, but I don't know. You know, I don't know. Then I had to convince an NHL team to want to move to Utica. You know, then you know, in order to do that, we had to you know get state funding to rehab the the building. It's a building that I don't own, so I'm like, I'm not putting money in. I don't have that kind of money, anyways. So the state uh, put a bunch of money, like two million dollars in year one, to do the locker room scoreboard to get it up to AHL requirements. And then the last piece was getting the auditorium authority. I had to convince them. Listen, you know, like there's a lot of risk here. Um, I think I could get an HL team in here. I think I could get money from the state. If I get both those things, you know, I got to have like the keys to the castle, so to speak. I got to be able to operate and not cut that pie up because we're too small of a market. If you cut that pie up, whether it's concessions, ticketing, corporate parking, whatever, it just simply won't work. There's not enough money in a market like this to do it. So they did. So Vancouver comes here and most people don't realize it, but they had an out in their contracts every year. So, and Lawrence always told me, Rob, it's not a matter of if it's when we move back West. And I said, no, I get it. I go, I appreciate you guys giving me the shot. And year one, it was epic. Year two, it was even better. We went to the Calder cup finals, uh, lost Manchester, you know, and we started selling out and then everybody's watching the rest of the AHL. And they're like, there's something really special going on here in Utica. And so every year, Van, and Coors like, no, we're good. No, we're good. We'll stay there. We'll yeah, stay there. Yeah, we'll stay right. there. Yeah. And, then, and then, and then COVID hit. It got really, it got really weird. Like people, I just feel like people just started making weird decisions. You know, it doesn't matter what, what sector of business they were in. They did. And, and, uh, 
you know, Francesco Aquilini, the owner of Vancouver, just wanted to move out west, move to Abbotsford. I mean, you know, Riley played a long time, nasty you traveled. I mean, yeah. I, I think Abbotsford's a, a great spot, but I mean, shit, you're traveling a thousand miles, your closest opponent. You know, and, right. I, and I think, you know, for me, it, it was a little bit of a letdown. And then, you know, and they had to let me know December 31st of every year what they were going to do. And so, um, you know, New Jersey said there might be smoke on the horizon here with uh, Binghamton. Are you interested? And I'm like, fuck, I'm interested. Yeah. I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, sorry, now, I'm, now I'm calling Tom Fitzgerald all every day. Like, hey, Fitzy, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Um, but then, they, you know, they had some issues that they were working through there down in Binghamton, and I, I don't really know the particulars of it. I just know that it uh, – and it was an, it's absolutely a natural fit. I mean, Fitzy and I, you know, we talked about this shit six, five, six years ago. You know, it's always been a dream of mine to have – you know, even though I'm a Flyers guy, you know, it's always been a dream to have the New Jersey Devils back here because we used to have the Utica Devils. Right. And that's right. where, you know, I was a fan before I was a player. And my father took me to the games. I never even played the sport. And I used to watch the Utica Devils, you know, Eric Weinrich and Chris Terreri and Marty Broder and, I mean, wow. Billy Guerin. I mean, it was like, you know, embedded in my head. And I always wanted to bring the, the New Jersey Devils back here. And so – Everything fell into place. You know, Vancouver's happy. We got a great relationship. Uh, New Jersey's happy. You know, and very seldom do you see that that go down that way in American hockey. Generally, there's, right. you know, people are pissed some way or another, you know, and uh, that wasn't the case here. But to get back to your point, Riley, I think it was, <clears throat> I don't want to say dumb luck. You know, I think Vancouver was always open and honest with me. And that allowed me to be open and honest with other board of governors is saying like, Hey, listen, you know, like this might be a reality, you know, would you be in the mix? You know, and uh, we partnered up last year with St. Louis. So it was Vancouver and St. Louis here and okay. Kevin McDonald and Armstrong, those guys were terrific. Just a, a, a great organization to be partnered up with uh, us and they love to hear. So there's always those relationships that we all know that we build throughout the sport of hockey. And this was, this was one that uh, really kind of fell into our lap at the right time. So. That's awesome. It's amazing. So it's a little bit of a, a, a double win, right? I mean, it's a business win and then a personal win, right? I mean, it sounds yeah. like yeah, interesting. Yeah and, I think the, yeah. and I think the other thing for me is, you know, I don't want to say that something wouldn't have happened if Vancouver just decided to leave, but you know, there's a lot of great markets out there that don't have American Hockey League teams. You know, yeah. it's not a it's not a right. It's a privilege to have an American Hockey League team. Right. And we know that, you know, full well here in Utica. We're, we're never – we punch above our weight class here, but we're never cocky about the fact, like, I mean, shit, we're in Utica, New York. You know, like, there's great cities throughout this country that you could have American Hockey League teams in. So it's – we're definitely honored to be able to do that. Um but I mean, New Jersey doesn't come here. There's not really another dancing partner. Yeah, you know, because the the AHL is very fluid and it's almost transient sometimes. Where it, you know, you kind of, you know, there's teams that will one day they're here, the next day they're there, and it could be just because two people are pissed at each other. Yeah, right. You know, and, yeah. you know, like I, some of these some of these scenarios are just mind blowing. 
Um, Dave Andrews did a great job throughout, you know, the eight years balancing all of that and trying to keep people toned down. I think Gary Bettman's done an amazing job of keeping teams in their market. You know, that was a big thing back when I was even playing with the Flyers. I mean, you know, Phoenix for a while, there was underwater all the time. He's like, we're not moving markets. We're not moving markets. We're not moving markets. And, you know, paid dividends, you know, people get, you know, to, you know, uh, I guess they get familiarized a little bit with what the league is in the AHL. That's a big cross to bear. You know, when you're changing four or five teams a year, yeah. you know, new yeah. logos, new colors, right. all this stuff. It's like, it's you lose tough people. to wrap your head. Yeah. I mean, I'm, sure. I'm a huge hockey fan like you guys are. And you start thinking like, geez, what the hell is going on now? So that was another big part of New Jersey's 10 year agreement. Um, we were always going to be called the Comets. Uh, that's something that's near and dear to me. Um, and they they were on the same side of that. And it was just uh, – it, it really worked out well, to your point, though. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That, uh, on this side of it, being a former equipment guy, it's a lot of work, uh, you know, and, and for you too, but, like, the colors, everything. Like, yeah. like how, how – how, like, you're – I don't know. I'm assuming you guys have a shop in the building, like we're you know you selling merch. Yeah. Like, yeah. How, do you, how do you? What do you do? Do you to get rid uh, of? Like, how does that work? Well, we we ate a lot of. I didn't give away so much. Hell, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know. Thanks for bringing that up, Nancy. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, sorry over that one. I mean, it's like I just was trying to think. Like I know Parms. Like with this, uh, you brought up COVID. Like I was talking to Parms the other day, and he's like, "Dude, like." I ordered skates in August and I'm just getting them like beginning of August. And, and just like, you know, having to get the jerseys, I know they're going to make sure you have jerseys, but it's the pants, the gloves, because I have a shop and I outfit some teams, uh, a few out of like in Ohio and, and some around here and gloves factories were shut down. Like, and I mean, it's pigeonry compared to, uh, you know, professional. It's, it's crazy. It was tough. So Parms didn't come on. So we had our board of governors meeting in uh, when, shit. When was it? It was in May, I guess. So that's the last time when you can, you know, relocate teams. And you know, uh, Vancouver's moving out to Abbotsford. New Jersey's moving into Utica. But you know, Parms didn't come on to like maybe you know three weeks, a month, maybe even month and a half later. Okay. So I was dealing with CCM on the player jerseys, which I never have to do. Parms always took care of that shit. Yeah. He's got so organized. He's got everything. And I'm like, Peg, I'm like, I don't even know. Like, what size is my order? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I know how to order for the merch store. Jesus, the XL, double, couple double X's, couple double X's, you know. But I'm one of these player jerseys. I'm like, Parm, listen, I don't even know our roster. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. But, like, we got to get them in because – you know, it is an act of Congress to get those jerseys. And even though they're yeah. players' jerseys and they're, you know, there's a lot of supply chain issues yeah. throughout yeah. even the player operation side, not the merchandise side, but the player operation side of things was really, really tricky and still is. Sticks, skates, you know, it, it's nuts right now. And, and nobody's to blame. It's, a, you know, it's a big right. convoluted mess and we'll get through it. But, um, yeah, so – we had to paint the whole building. Uh, we ate a bunch of the merchandise costs from last year uh, that we had left over, you know, and then we just started working. Oddly enough, we started working a little bit more with mom and pop shots, uh, pop shops to be able to get, you know, at least something in the stores, you know, because right. we, we weren't able to have like four or five month lead times and try to pull that off. So 
we worked uh, with smaller companies that were able to, you know, supply us up. Yeah, nice. I can only imagine that's, that's a lot of work that goes into that. I was looking at the, uh, the, the coaching staff, a couple of former flyers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bernie. By design. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Deneen actually is one of my favorite people. I have known him for shit. 20 probably 20 years almost. Uh, and he played with a lot of those Harper guys, you know, like wine, rich and Sean Burke was one of my best friends. And so he, uh, when I found out he was in the running to be, you know, one of the coaches here, you know, I, I just, he lives in Lake George, just a couple hours down the road. Right. And I just pumped up as could be. And we've had great coaches here. We've had Travis Green and Trent yeah. Hall. Yep. And it's a, it really is a big part of, you know, the chemistry and the culture of that locker room. And oddly enough, all three of them are massively different. Like, in the, but it all works here for some reason. And, you know, Dino just has, you know, so much patience and talks to everybody. And, I mean, he's a hockey icon, the whole family name from his father, his right. brothers. You know, it's a great family. He was captain of the Flyers. He's a captain pretty much, I think, everywhere he went. I'm pretty sure he was a captain everywhere he went. And, you know, i just uh, been honored to have him. Another guy that's with us, um, I remember Turner Stevens used to tell me this all the time. He goes, the unsung hero of that New Jersey's team is Sergey Breeland. And I was like, I didn't even know who Sergey Breeland was. You know, I played on the Flyers, and I was like, I don't even know who that guy is. He must be unsung. No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all these cups and shit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so we play over in Russia together. So when I left the Flyers, I go and play over in Russia. He came over uh, my second year in Russia. When I tell you, probably one of the top three teammates of all time in my in my personal really? life. Yeah. This, this guy was epic. He was just such a hard worker. Didn't care about anything other than winning. And even if, if you were winning and it wasn't the right way, he was pissed. You know, like he was oh, just like, yeah. like, we won the game six, nothing. How could he be grumpy? You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and Kasparitis and Yashin and Peter Chianic. And like, our team was unbelievable. And it's like, what are you bitching about? We won the game six, nothing. Like, how could he be mad? <laughs> yeah. And we're going to go down. We're going to go down if we keep playing like this. This isn't the way to play. I'm like, well, these are your countrymen, not mine. Yeah, you know, yeah right. <laughs> you go talk to them. I'm frustrated enough over here. <laughs> <laughs> but having him here, I, I told him that too. I go, I, you know, I never told you this. I go, but top three people all the time. I go, you are him, buddy. You are. That's amazing. That's awesome. Well, he's been yeah. he, he's been an assistant with the Devils American League team for how many years? Like b- back when I was coaching, like ten years plus, probably. Yeah, he's been there for a while. Yeah, yeah. That's he lives down. Uh, he lives down in New Jersey in Short Hills. He's in Albany, then Binghamton and Utica. I go listen. I go. You got Central New York covered. It's time you you got to get you got to get to New Jersey once and for all. Yeah, yeah right. Just stay there, but it, um, no, I God, I love that guy. Absolutely love him. That's awesome. Not and, uh, and Ryan, yeah, Bernie. Yeah, Bernie's there. Yeah, you know what? I just met him though. I didn't. Oh, really? uh, I didn't, you didn't cross I, paths with him with the Flyers. No, no, he was yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, no, I didn't right. know him that well. Yeah, uh, I knew. I always knew of him, but I didn't know him. But I down here, I know him. And I know New Jersey has nothing but a ton of respect for him. Um, they got a great group. I mean, 
everything's great when you're seven and oh too trainers are awesome the coaches are awesome the players are awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. all the fans are great sessions cheerleaders <laughs> oh, yeah. oh there's a big i'll tell you right now i don't care what anybody tells you there's a big difference in concessions when you win and when you lose oh, <laughs> yeah, right. i'll be the first to tell you that don't let any of these big companies tell you differently oh. I thought there was some stress eating going on when the team's losing, you know, but buy the extra bucket of popcorn and the extra dog. You come in season two twenty, you leave at three hundred. Yeah, right. <laughs> twenty. Fuck, uh, when was that? <laughs> I think it was, like, it was like my second year. I had an elliptical all the time. Riles uh, used to love that. Love the elliptical? Well, remember he would be on there reading the paper. And he, oh, read the paper in a sweat jacket. Oh. Poor guy. He was yeah. not even moving. Come off bone dry. could not have gone slower. <laughs> well, he's reading the paper, Nass. What do you mean? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why would you want to exert any energy to actual work out when you're reading the paper? Pull his leg up to stretch. I read somewhere. Hitch was your favorite coach there, Chico. I read somewhere that Hitch was your favorite coach. I will say, I mean, there's no two ways about it. That guy is a brilliant coach. There's no two ways about that at all. But, oh, God, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see the same, like, off the ice, I guess we were just two different people. Yeah, right. I guess there's <laughs> I mean, a separation between coach and human, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of the one of the games I'll never forget. It, it was, uh, you know, and I, you know, media and stuff. I don't know. I just I've always had a big mouth, not in like a condescending way or a cocky way. Just upstate New York, you know, we're all blue collar people, and so you yeah. say, what, you know, what it is, right? So one of the media guys come in and he goes, "Have you ever wondered why?" Uh, Hitch is starting against Buffalo. You know, they're 8-0 or 6-0 or 9-0. They got Breer and Drury up there dumping in hat tricks on every goalie out there. And I didn't start the season. It was when the transition with Nidamaki and me. I go, listen, I go, I haven't tried to get inside Hitch's head. It's a dark place. I don't yeah, like it. You know, and I didn't really think anything of it, right? Yeah. Next day, front page of the paper, fucking, you know, Chico says, <laughs> yeah, oh, of course. And you know, and we Hitch, were in Buffalo. We were in Buffalo. I remember that. Yeah. Fucking Hitch is loving this shit, right? It's six nothing after two periods. Yeah. We're not pulling you either. Standing there. <laughs> oh, no way. I'll show you a dark place. Nine. <laughs> it was like nine one. I got 150 people at the game from you. And Shell left and right, Breer. I think Breer had nine points or something. But. <laughs> hey, Riles. Oh, that's so, funny. so not that that was a funny night, but looking back, I'll never forget. You know, how I used to, he called me young Derek, you know, young Derek. So he, we're on, we land, we land in Buffalo and I'm in the truck on the way. Uh, me and Bricks are on our way to the rink and, <clears throat> phone rings and Hitch, and he goes young Derek I, I got an idea he goes let's cut that room in fucking half it's too fucking big the guy I'm like cut it and how the fuck I didn't bring my tools man I can't fucking build a goddamn wall in there right <laughs> so he goes just figure it out I trust you and I'm like oh my fucking god so I'm telling the guy George Babcock's picking us up and I'm like 
can we like get a partition or something? He wants to cut the room and have, remember they had just made, it was huge. It was like, a, I mean, it was a big ass room, but I mean, who you like that, right? Like you want room mm-hmm. and guys, can you, stretch. you got yeah. your warm up in the locker room, yeah, right. in the locker room. <laughs> so we actually, they had these stalls that you could roll in. So we roll them in, did that. I remember you guys coming in going, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, yeah. He wanted to split it up. I remember Hatch going, this is fucking stupid. No, Hatch, Hatch. Hatch is playing on Monday. I heard. Oh, no, he is. Yeah, that's right. I can't wait. wait. That's awesome. So, so like, like, as she says, it's like six rep, like whatever. (laughs) After one or two and, and Terry Murray's an assistant. Riles, you'll love this. So he's, I'm like standing in the room and Hitch comes in to talk. So it's the first time I, he's trying to say like, guys, it's, it's all right. Let's just play. Let's finish out the game. You know, don't worry about it. Like, and you know, I usually he's freaking out, right? Like, like whatever. And, um, Murph is standing beside me and he's kicking his feet. He's like, this is fucking bullshit. He's so goddamn mad because Hitch is like laying off. right? Yeah, right. You know, like, and I remember like trying not to laugh. I'm like, and this is only about our eighth game of the year. Like, we, know, had, a, really we had a tough start. Clarky quits. Like, the next day, they fire yeah. Hitch. Homer comes in as a, you know, interim uh, GM. But I remember Murph just absolutely kicking the floor like my fucking seven-year-old son would do if he didn't get his way. You know, like, fuck. Murph I wanted to like, snap it. Hey, oh, he wanted him to snap. And, yeah. he, and he wouldn't, you know. So. Nasty. Was that the game? I think I tried fighting that walk in the Roy or Wah, whatever his name was in like, it was like a TV timeout. And so I'm skating over there and I'm, I jump again and I'm trying and I'm telling the ref, get me out of the fucking game. I'm like, it's yeah. terrible. Get me out of the game. And I was just like, I've had enough. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was like right in front of the bench and then yeah. everything got broken up and then the, the cameras come back on for TV. I'm in the next <laughs> field getting shelled. Hitch was not pulling him out, was no. not pulling him out but he he was gone and because we went to Tampa that night yeah. he was it was over after that so yeah that's right that, uh, was, a that, t- was, that tough. was a tough year for everybody man it was just a lot of change you know like, like Bobby Clark's still one of my favorite people in the world yeah, I, uh, he's awesome. he is he is amazing yeah Mr. Flyer yeah Mr. yeah he's Flyer, legendary right, still floating around see him now and then is yeah. he yeah is he going to Monday. Uh, I would, think, I would think so. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would think that he would show face. Bob. Yeah, for is sure. Homer, is Homer gonna play? I don't think so. Okay, because he was on a Ross. I thought I saw his name, and I'm like, there's no way he's playing. I'd love to like, see that. No, yeah. you would. Talks playing though, right? <laughs> Talks yeah, playing. Talk's Talk's playing. Yeah, he's amazing. That guy's amazing shape. He, every time he oh, gets a yeah. better shape, the older he gets, he gets a better shape. Yeah. Right Dude, he's so Murray <laughs> Craven. I was, I was with Murray Craven out in uh, Vegas when we were starting. Uh, we worked together starting the team up out there, the Golden Knights. Yeah. And Murray Craven's like the, the sweetest human being in the world. And he goes, Have you ever watched Talk? And him and Talk are really, really close buddies. He goes, You ever, he goes, You know, he's tough. When a guy walks with his thumbs out, <laughs> That makes you extra funny. tough, I guess. Oh, yeah. You guys just walk with his thumbs off. <laughs> I love that guy. I can't wait to see talk. I really can't. Oh, he's he's, he's awesome. He, we, he was on the show a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Speaking yeah. of coaches, I, I, I got a question. Uh, how was, did you play for Shoney? You must have played for Schoenfall, yeah. right? Yeah. How was yeah. he? Was he pretty no, intense well, guy? Or? He was, uh, I remember uh, odd story. Um, I was an emergency recall. Um, so I just signed with uh, Phoenix. I got called up uh, or went over to Scottsdale and it was the end of my junior career. And I'd practice up at the hotel or the ice den up there. And we'd go down to America. I think it was Amer- American West arena uh, yeah. down in downtown Phoenix. And so we're in the playoffs against, I believe it was the Red Wings. Yeah. I think it was the Red Wings. Nikolai Javi Bullen gets hurt. And so they put in, I believe it was Jimmy Waite. I don't, I don't know if I got all my facts right here, but I think it was Jimmy Waite that went in for him. And I was eating nachos with Jim McKenzie up in the suite. <laughs> like, I shit you not. Like, eating nachos. My agent said, hey, you're going to go there to get an experience, to practice. You can't play. Don't worry about it. And this guy, Rich Nair, comes in. He goes, listen, he goes, you got to go in. I go, what do you think? I'm an idiot. I know yeah, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I know you guys are setting me up. Go put whatever goal he's supposed to go in. You go find that guy. You know what I mean? So I go downstairs, and Shoney is losing his mind on the trainers because they didn't have my equipment there because, obviously, I wasn't actually – but there's a loophole in emergency recall. Um, <laughs> Long story short, he's, like, you know, completely red, you know, like – losing his mind they don't have my equipment i'm like well, i'll go back upstairs he goes oh no you're going in the net I go, how am i gonna go in i had to wear darcy walklock's equipment now i'm six two, 220 pounds i had to put my feet in those skates i'm like my god i was step foot on this ice i'm gonna be i clear it over before it starts but thank god i just i just stayed on the bench i didn't even go out like you know fist bump anybody i was like don't touch the ice <laughs> Good job, oh, boys. Man. I'll see you in the room. <laughs> but Shoney was uh, – Shoney was uh, – God, he was a man's man. You know, like yeah. just couldn't help – and Torch was the assistant there. Oh, geez. You know, and I'm sitting there, you know, and it was funny because two of my, you know, favorite teammates, you know, Keith Kachuk and JR, yeah. you know, they, I think people made more about it than what actually was going on. You know, like I don't, I don't really know the dynamics of it. I was a rookie at the time. I'm looking at Rick Tockett, you know, and J.R. Walt used to battle back and forth, you know, just give me the puck, you know, give me yeah. the puck, you know, like all those guys, you know, they'd battle back and forth. And I idolized, you know, Tockett, both those guys, J.R. and Walt, and I still do. Um, but I used to sit there and think, like, Tock, a guy who's fought everybody, scored 50 goals plus in this league, you know, like just – What's he, you know, how does he deal with those guys? I've always yeah. wanted to answer that question. I never did. But Shoney balanced that, I thought, in a, a really, you know, the best way he could, along with Torts, for that matter. Yeah, Chief, uh, Chief really liked him. He had him as a coach, and he said he just made, he's like, he made me fucking laugh because he was just so sarcastic sometimes, you know, like oh, yeah. the shit he would say. And <laughs> someone, oh, yeah. told, someone told me, I don't, I don't remember who told me the story, but they were saying like, you know, Jay, you know how Jr. is. He kind of just said what the fuck he wanted to say. And, yep. and you, he, someone, one of the guys told me that you, they were in a meeting and Jr. kind of lipped off a little bit about the video and, and uh, Shoney's like, all right, boys, everybody out to Jr. And he starts un- undoing his shirt, rolling his sleeves up. Right? I don't Is that true? Like, is that a, a true little story? different than that? So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it wasn't a video. <laughs> they got oh. the video before the game. It was Walt and him. Oh, and okay. it's, so we're leaving after the first period. or We got off the ice, and back then you were, like, under the bleachers, a weird little turnaround there at America West Arena. 
<clears throat> I don't know what was said. I have no clue. And JR and Walt can tell the story way better than I because they were in it. Yeah. But Walt said, stay the, or uh, Shoney's like, stay the fuck here. Walt, JR, <laughs> they called him into the, uh, into the locker room, turns around and Shoney locks the door. And all I remember is all of us like looking around. <laughs> like, we <turned> it <laughs> so we're on the outside of the locker room and they're inside. You're just screaming, bitching. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, like okay. I said, they were in the room. I wasn't. I was too young to ask, you know, what happened. I was, yeah, I was just, happened? I was just yeah. appreciative that JR and Walt even talked to me. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> so I say like a word. And they get in there, though, and I just remember Walt and JR's face being white. <laughs> That's all I remember. That's all I remember. Fucking Shoney's a big man, dude. And Walt, and Walt, is, Walt is fearless. I mean, when I tell you, fear, like, Walt would do anything. Oh, my God. And so is yeah. JR, though. JR was yeah. fearless, too. Yeah. Awesome teammates, great people, but I I never asked that question in you know twenty some years. I'd love to find out. What- yeah, I, I just thought it was. I can't remember who told me that, but I was like, I couldn't imagine it'd be a little different with Hitch rolling up. Ash- <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, a little different vibe, sleeves, right? Yeah. Or Shoney rolling up his sleeve and locking the door. Oh man, fuck. Yeah, I just wondered about that if you were there for that. That's yeah, I was. I don't like I said. I was too young to ask a question. I never, yeah. never got around to doing it. So uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, Riles and I were talking about it earlier. Um, I was with the Phantoms at the time, so uh, we had this huge brawl with Ottawa. I'm not Ottawa, sorry, uh, Binghamton, and they had a tough team. Phantoms had a tough team. I think it was like set the record for all time penalty minutes in this game. It's when Neil Little. Went flying and, you know, fucking thank God, God rest his soul. Razor didn't get a hold of Neil because he may not, have played another, <laughs> yeah, right. may not have played another game in his career. Sorry, Lids, but um, and he knows that. But uh, <clears throat> then the next week, Ottawa comes. Is that to close? It was like a week, wasn't it? Really? Oh, really? I didn't know. I, that. I think it was like a week later. Yeah, it was pretty. I busy. remember the Superman and Litsy, though. Yeah. Um, and you guys had an absolute just shit show with them too it was just so funny because it's the same you know obviously team their affiliate um do you remember what like started yeah. that whole thing hey do you uh for you guys is that was chief on the team then yes when he was yeah yeah you remember him he had his he was like kneeling he had one leg up and he's just drilling this guy like he's starting a chainsaw he's a little <laughs> Euro- european little guy <clears throat> the funny thing about that was Eshi. so when the first one happens it took literally 20 minutes for the refs to figure it out. I mean, it was, a, it, it was a gong show. So they finally get it situated. Chief's like looking at Johnny Stevens and he goes, get me out there. And he goes, I'm saving you. <laughs> and he's like, what? He goes, I'm saving you. So he sends the next, the next five out PJ stocks on the team. So, but stalker had had his uh, face broken. So he's got a cage on. So, Johnny's like, all right, you know, sends a five out and Stalker turns around on the bench, goes, watch this. And Ray had been sent to the locker room. So that's why his ball, I mean, obviously Stalker was fucking nuts and had big balls anyway. <clears throat> but uh, linesman drops the puck, doesn't even try to win the faceoff, straight to the goalie, runs him right through the fucking goal. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> fucking. So another, you know, five on five, whatever. So then the third one was Chief, and we finished the game with two extra players 
just two guys on the bench because everyone got, you know, shit. But he ended up grabbing. He was going to fight the Brookbank, but Brook, Brookbank grabbed uh, uh, Stafford, Ben Stafford. And the funny thing was that she, he had, he was up against the glass and he was looking for Chief because he knew Chief was oh, coming. Yeah. So Ducky <laughs> caught him right in the button with a punch, like, you know, and it kind of curled his head. And meanwhile, Chief's got this little Euro just. Like you said, starting a chainsaw was not stopping. <laughs> was Grant on that team or no? He was later. No, that was, was that was the next year. They following year. Oh, yeah, he was a tough son of a bitch. Oh, so yeah. when he was over in Vitas, uh, in uh, Vitas in uh, Russia, they had like this massively tough team. You know, like Chris Simon, right. Grant, I mean, it was like everybody. Yeah, and this this owner would just pay money to like. They give them bonuses, just go beat the shit out of people. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I know this is coming. They're coming right at me. And I was fucking scared shitless. I was like, I don't need to get beat up by these guys. I don't even want to go over to Russia. I don't need to get beat up too. Oh, my arm. <laughs> and I was yeah, in my head, the whole thing I'm going in, like, there's nothing to like about fighting. I don't care what it is. <laughs> nothing to like about fighting. But I was like, I'm going, I'm going. I, all I could think is, what the hell is the kid's name? Darcy Verrall. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. anybody, if Grant's coming after me, I'm going towards Darcy Because <laughs> I remember how tough Grant was. Oh, my God. Well, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny you say that. We had Gratz on, and he told he told the story, and, and it sounded like the owner wanted Gratz to grab you. Oh, he's like, I'm not. Gra-. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, I'm not- he goes, you grab the goalie. You grab the goalie, and he's like, well, I'm not going to grab Ashy. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. so- he told us that story. <laughs> he told us that story. Yeah, I appreciate you for not doing that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we'll send we'll send him a note. Yeah, he, Ashy, thanks you. <laughs> he said that that owner that, that owner carried the pistol. Oh and yeah. The, uh, like, are you kidding me, man? <laughs> It was nuts. It was nuts over there. It was oh. it was absolutely crazy. Well, we were t- we were talking about before you came on, Ashley. You had fifty four and fifty seven minutes, <laughs> yeah, so you must have done something. You must have done something while you were there over there. Oh yeah, I mean it was it's different. It's not like North America. I mean a lot of those you're practicing twice a day. A lot of those oh, a lot of those God, guys man. don't want to be there. You know, I so you're the- an American guy. You're cocky. You know, you think you're tougher than anything. So that was kind of me. That Ottawa game was funny. Uh, you know, I think it was like, I think it's 422 minutes or something. Oh, man. Brash went out there. I mean, it, it was, he went up and down the ice. He was fighting Rob Ray come hell or high water. And right. It was, it was a really good fight for Brash. You know, obviously Rob Ray's an amazing human being and earned every stripe he's ever gotten in, the, in that league. Um, but then when the fight was over, <laughs> Brash, and there's like, every, we were just watching the fight. There's like a whole group of people just standing next to each other. And Brash skates right in the middle, and I forgot who he pumped. He hit somebody, and then everything broke loose. Todd Simpson and I played in um, Phoenix together, and he's just wailing on – um, Danny Markov. And so I, I literally just went into like, pull, I'm like, Simmer, get the fuck off this guy. You're gonna, yeah. you know, like, we had a good team. We're, you know, yeah. Like, we're, yeah. And I was like, pulling him off. Next thing I know, Patrick Lee, like, this guy pulls me around. He's got like no helmet on, nothing. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> you're so quick. Would you get here? <laughs> like, 
And then, you know, it was great. He got my uh, jersey off, I, which I appreciated. And it went okay, way yeah. longer. I don't know how you did it, Riley. Like, those fights, they take everything off. Oh, and I'm man. holding him against the board. And the second half of the fight was way better for me. And, and then he's up against the glass. And I hold him there. He goes, we're done. We're done. We're done. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we don't need to rush to break this up. You're like, just, your lungs are through your chest. It's like. Because it went for it went on for a long time. Oh yeah, for, yeah. And the very next shift, everybody dropped their gloves, and Rexy fought, Johnny Leclerc fought. I mean, everybody was fighting. And Sean Burke, <laughs> Sean Burke went in the net, and he says, uh, and then Prushchek was it Prushchek? Maybe the goalie for Ottawa, the backup goalie yeah, after the lean. I don't know. So yeah. he, goes, he goes, I can't go. To, he goes, what am I going to do? I can't go fight a Euro. He goes, if I lose that fight, I'm gonna- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lose, lose. Yeah. <laughs> He goes, I ruined my whole reputation. I'm not going to get beat up by a Euro. <laughs> Berkey, I'll tell you what, Berkey was one tough son of a bitch. Oh. Yeah, man. Oh. When he, actually, so funny story. Uh, I came up to visit my dad when I was a kid, and he was the uh, <clears throat> trainer with the Flyers. And we and I made I drove in the truck up to uh, to the game, and uh, we're leaving. Well, the Flyers lost, so after the game, Hexy's coming off the ice. And there's no one around. Well, he just fucking spears his stick. He's pissed off, so he throws his stick. Well, of course, he lets it out of his hand, and the stick boy comes around a corner and fucking <laughs> rails him right in the fucking head. Oh, shit. So, yeah, I mean, it didn't, like, cut him somehow, but it, it gave him a nice mark. And obviously, Hexy didn't mean to do that, as crazy as he was. And uh, he just stormed past, goes in the room. We're literally pulling up the uh, driveway, the whatever you call it, through the tunnel. And uh, Berkey ran, and he's hitting the fucking uh, side of the truck. True story. And uh, we stop, and he goes, you tell that fucking Hexel he's dead. He hit the kid with a stick, blah, blah, blah. My dad's like, he honestly didn't mean to. I was standing there. He threw at the kid. He's trying to, like, take yeah, right, it all down. Yeah, down but fucking Berkey was fucking losing it, and he was a tough motherfucker. He was big, oh, too. Berkey's so a big man, too, God. Oh yeah, he was big. He's like six three. I mean, and years ago, he like I I got to play with him. He was an idol of mine growing up. And then, you know, later on, because he played in uh, New Jersey when I was watching the Utica Devils, he was in Jersey. They went to the semifinals or whatever. I mean, awesome, 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 awesome guy. One of my best friends. He was my mentor in Phoenix. Came over to us with Philly, but he was so competitive and so tough, and was not scared of anybody. Like tough guys, like tough guys, not even the least bit scared of shit. And him and I would compete with each other. Oh my God. At the end of the year, we play a one-on-one game. We're both forwards. We ended up in this stick swinging thing with each oh, other, like trying to kill each other. I'm like, yeah, we do. we're best friends. I'm like, <laughs> and neither one of us will apologize to each other. Right. Yeah, we right. Ping pong in Philly. I chucked that ping pong paddle and missed his head by like that. Much. <laughs> you know, we're in the, it was uh, right before the conference finals. We must've been, uh, it was after the Toronto series. Oh no, it was the Toronto series. I whipped the ping pong pad. I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? This guy's going to rip my head off. <laughs> well, Eshi, it's funny you say that because uh, one of the things I was going to bring up is like uh, you were one of the most – I only got to spend a year with you, but like you're one of the most competitive fucking guys. And you people say like, well, aren't they all competitive? Yeah, everyone's competitive, but like I loved just how focused you were and fucking – 
you just put it all out there, man. You know, even, you know, and that year it sucked because just everything was, was fucked up. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, it was like it. Worst, one of the worst years of Flyers history. Yeah. Uh, not for any one person's reason, but it was just a tough year. But man, you were one of the nice most competitive people. people. I'll tell yeah, you, great a lot guys. of good people on that team. You know, it's funny. I got a son who's wailing. Uh, who's a goalie now? He's an 05. Uh, he's a great goalie. He's my size already. He's got damn. better footwork than I ever had. That's for damn sure. Um, but it's funny. My biggest mistake, and I've said it to so many kids, and I don't think they understand. Like when I got to the NHL, all I thought I had to do was compete and work hard. And I was I was going to be damned if I wasn't going to be the hardest worker. And like I don't care if Johnny Leclerc's taking a slap shot on Monday morning, I'm going to try to outcompete Johnny on that shot. But I never worked on my fucking game. <laughs> I didn't. I really never, like, I never got into, like, technically working on shit, you know? And I think that's why my career was, you know, not that long in the NHL. Because when I went over to Russia, it dawned on me, like, you know, if you want to keep playing and making good money, you got to, you know, you got to redefine yourself constantly and continuously. And and that's what development is all about. These guys, you know, for me, I, when I got to the NHL, I was like, ah, I'm here and I'm just going to be a mean, miserable fuck. And I'm going to, you know, compete like a bastard. Honestly, I wish I could have done a lot of things different in that way. I didn't mind, you know, I, I just felt like I could have been a better teammate other than just a massively competitive person. There's so many different things I think I missed along the way, but Oh, well, I can relate to that. They already need it. <laughs> yeah. Where was uh Reggie Lemelin? Isn't that what the goalie coach is for? Does... <laughs> <laughs> well, I love Reg. I love Reg, but we weren't doing anything technical. <laughs> no. hey, actually, that, it's funny you said that, Riggs. So near the end of the year, we were in uh, Chapwood, Raleigh, playing the Hurricanes, and Reg made the trip, and we had picked up Michael Layton, uh, who ended up coming back again. But <clears throat> he's, we're at top of the hill in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, like right near the campus or It's on the campus, get river, the whole team. And we look over, and fucking Reggie's in a goalie stance with Layton going blocker saves. He's, and we're all like, what the fuck is going on over here? Like, so everyone's kind of turned like all this shit's going on around us. And these two are fucking, <laughs> fucking doing like working out or something. I don't know. Like talking about saves. And I remember, I remember Randy Robitaille who started the season with us as she, yeah. and then uh, he got traded right away to the Island when things were the greatest there. And he goes, yeah, hey, you guys fucking ship me there. I, I would have rather gone anywhere. He goes, I'm sitting in my little cubicle having a bagel because they don't feed us, you know. Like he's just got to be a smart ass, being yeah. funny. But uh, he goes, when he had got traded late, must have like got thrown in a game or something. And uh, he goes, Hey, Nast, who's the guy with the beige pads? Because <laughs> <laughs> he came from Anaheim. That's and, right. looked, and, and I fucking fell. He said to me in bricks, he was like, Hey boys, who's the guy with the beige pads? <laughs> he goes, tell him to close that five hole because I'm gonna bury one. <laughs> but anyway, fucking uh, Reg. Uh, oh, Reg. Reg. I do. I lo- I really liked. I enjoyed Reg. He was good. I mean, it's different though. I mean, shit. I'm looking at some of these goalie coaches now. And different animal. Uh, eh? Oh, it's so different. I mean, the organizations have four and five people that yeah. are just 
looking over their goalies, yeah. goalie yeah. scouts. You know, you got yeah. goalie whispers. You got technical <laughs> goalie coaches. You got AHL goalie coaches. You got you know your junior and your you know other right. prospect goalie coaches. I mean, a couple. I mean, Sean Burke, oddly enough, is probably the ultimate goalie whisperer out there. I I don't know why people aren't paying him, you know, half a million dollars yeah. to a million dollars to take care of their. I mean, he had Briskalov, he had Mike Smith, he had uh, Dubnik. You know, he was with Carey Price last year. You know, I, I, yeah, that's right. You know, there's so many great attributes that Berkey has. And I mean, I remember getting blown out in Phoenix and he goes, and I was, you know, hanging my head. I had long hair at the time. My hair, my hair is down. He's just like, he goes, Chico, <clears throat> he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to let you in a little secret. He goes, this wasn't the first time this happened. And I'm like, no, I got, <laughs> I got pulled before I gave up a lot before he goes, and it's not going to be the last time he said, right. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there looking at this guy and he's just like, so calm. He goes, yeah. get ready. We're going to go out. We're going to, we're going to go have some drinks at the bar. We'll work on this shit tomorrow. And he just had like this calming influence on everybody that was around him. I mean, he was, he was great at that. Yeah. I mean, these guys now like Ian Clark out in Vancouver. Amazing. I love John Elkin up in Toronto area or uh, with the Leafs. He's one of the guys there. I love him. I mean, we get, you know, Sanford or they're, they're just amazing. The technique right. that they teach these guys is amazing. Yeah, it is. You're you're right though. I mean, it, it's so different, man. It's like uh, when I was still with the team a year and a half ago. <clears throat> Kim Delabaugh's the uh, is their uh, goalie coach now. I'm not saying he makes the decisions on who's playing, but the coaches actually go to them like, who you know, what do you think? You know, and he's like, well, I think Hartsy should play this game, and then probably throw Moose in this, and then go back. You know, it's crazy. They're making decisions. I don't know if it's like that with every team, and I'm not yeah. saying he has the ultimate decision, but they do lean on those guys like crazy Yeah, um, for, for the goalies. I don't know how. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, every team's – I mean, I think every team's – I mean, we had Cloutier here, too. He was a, he was an amazing guy. I love Dan Cloutier, but every team's different. I mean, some guys – I mean, I will say one thing about Hitch. I really like the way – Hitch had a feeling – of who was playing, like we were with Roman Chechmonic and shit. I, I got my name on the Jennings trophy because if that guy even was walking near the medical room, I knew I was going in. I knew I was starting. I picked up an extra eight games that year just by him smelling the medical room. And I was like, yeah, I involved it. <laughs> and he ended up, and then now my name's on the Jennings trophy in the Hall of Fame. Like, this is awesome. I know it is, man. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I did nothing. I did nothing. Wow. <laughs> I yeah. like 25 games. Hey, man, yeah, right. You're fucking, your name's there, brother. <laughs> that's funny you said that, though. If he got near oh, you know that's how he was. As she was sitting in the hallway, just waiting to see where he went. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Keeping an eye on him. That way. <laughs> Do I got to get warmed up or not? Let me, let me see what <laughs> I get warmed up. Shit. And then when Roman was on, though, when Roman was on, he was he was good. God, he was good. The old headbutt. I remember he started the season uh, when he came over with the Phantoms. He played like the first three games, and Litz was, you know, on the team Neil Little, and and uh, Litz was like, "This guy's pretty fucking good." <laughs> he's like, "He's pretty fucking good." We played. We started Scranton, and I'll never forget the first time I saw the old fucking helmet, the headbutt, or whatever they called it. The fucking guy just fucking fires one in. And he fucking gives it out. I'm like, did he do it on purpose? And Litz goes, I, I, I think he did. I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck wants to get hit in the goddamn head, man? Like, 
Oh, I remember him and Bush battling it out. Then they ended up trading Bush for Michael Hanzus. And everybody's like, oh, we traded Bush for Robert Ash. I'm like, that is not the trade that happened. I was a throw-in. I was supposed to go to the Vikings. <laughs> in the back. I was the throw-in. They just needed a goalie for the, for the HL team. But it ended up working out good. But it was I Michael Hanzus for Bush, just to be clear. Dude, you, don't give your, you don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> Bush was awesome. He was yeah, another yeah. Bush was awesome. Fucking Bush, a funny bastard. Too. Is I heard Lissy's playing Monday. Uh, is he? Oh, talk about growings! Holy fuck, <laughs> man! I didn't think he, he was ever in him. since the outdoor game. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I I, uh, I saw on one of the emails he was on one of the playing rosters. I don't oh, know. Okay. Hopefully, him and I get to split, so we won't gotta do a full game. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Throwing that out there, throw now. you guys are the wolves. <laughs> Just throw that out there now. <laughs> Homer, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, right. Right on. Well, we appreciate your time there, Chico. I know you got some yeah, stuff to do. You got to you got to recover since you had a big workout this morning. I know, I'm still damn. Still damn. Heart, heart's still 120 miles a, We We, an hour we got to say real quick, Riggs, about the golf tourney. When, we, when you invited us, you were kind enough to invite us up there. <laughs> oh, boy. I was fucking hurt for a week, man. <laughs> Riggs had to drive home. Oh, <laughs> man. We couldn't go. What a night, man. I don't know if you remember this, because uh, I know you've had a, a few of these, but <clears throat> uh, Coatsy was speaking, and he's like the guy you want to speak, right? Riggs, I don't know if you remember this. I remember, yeah. We, we were in one. Yeah. I've never seen Coatsy more rattled. He got up there and he's going through his routine and he goes to tell a joke and he forgets a part of it. So he tries to go back to st- kind of start it over and the whole ballroom starts just <laughs> fucking chirping him, you know, oh, and it's yeah. a bunch of players. And then all your people that are there as she, I don't know if you remember as she, but <laughs> I remember, I'm yeah. like, I've never coach. He was so red. I yeah. felt, I actually felt bad for him because he's so good at talking and yeah, telling stories and shit. And he fucked the whole thing up. And I remember it finishing and I'm like, oh, no big deal. Whatever. Someone else goes up to tell a story. Let's just tell a story about banging somebody on the road. And Rex is like, done like someone were hanging pictures in the room next door, you know, last night. And Let's just like, oh, that was me. And I'm like, thank God you're not playing, kid. But uh, I remember walking back to get a drink and Coatsy sitting by himself. Like the place is packed, man. It, the 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 uh, show you put on actually was was amazing, but Coatsy's by himself at a table with his head. Oh, yeah, he was devastated. And I'm like, Coatsy, here, want a drink? He's like, no, nah, Dion. I'm like, what? 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 Did you just say no to a drink for fuck's sake? <laughs> I never knew he was devastated. Oh, he was, oh he was embarrassed. Yeah. Oh, oh, I Dude, he, he finally got up, but I mean, for 30 minutes, he just sat there. He just like, I, I, I can't believe I fucked that joke up. I'm like, dude, everybody's hammered. No one's even going to remember. Next day, everybody's saying, huh, good speech, Coatsy. Oh, okay, maybe they did remember. <laughs> uh, but it was a great time. Yeah, it was, it was great. So much fun. Appreciate it. It was, it was great, man. And, and I got to say this. As she rigged, you weren't there. As she took us to Kid Rock one night. Backstage, all that's your boy. Yeah, I got and, fucked up that night dude, too. Oh, you got fucked up. Yeah. Well, yeah, you laughed. You laughed. And I swear to God, Roz, I think we finally we went to get our car. It was me and a couple of guys from the Phantoms, and we played the next day, Sunday at like five. It's 4 a.m. So I mean, we literally party with a guy. 
till then, like till four. And he's like, he had to get on the bus. I think he was going to Boston. And uh, I remember like, oh, fuck this. I didn't, I wasn't even tired the next day or hungover because I was just so I had so much fun. I was like, dude, he was like the coolest dude. And uh, we go to get our cars in Camden. The fucking gates closed. Can't oh. get into the parking garage. And I'm like looking around going, what the fuck are we going to do now? Man? We're in Camden. <laughs> looking around. We finally got a cab there like five. I get home at like 530. <clears throat> I had to go back get my car when they fucking opened the things up. But that was an awesome night, actually. We were. Yeah, I know. I, lo- I love kid. World Cup is when I met him. Uh, Chelio set up a charter plane and took. uh Scott Gomez, me, DiPietro, uh, Smolinski, somebody else. I'm trying to think who it was, but we all – we yeah, smoked. So we all go up to uh, – I think it was Clarkson, Michigan or something. We took a private jet up there in the middle of World Cup training camp. And it was the first time I met him. It's just a – he is a brilliant guy, like extremely oh, smart, fun God. to talk to, fun to party with. The whole He's got the yeah. whole thing covered. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I mean, he's just such an entertainer, too, man. Like, fucking oh, goes yeah. around, plays every instrument. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking awesome, man. I think I haven't seen him in a long, long time. Yeah, we, I actually took Chief, uh, like the next year, I think. Uh, Chief went with me to see him. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, dude, trust me, you're gonna love it. He's yeah. like, he plays everything, dude. He plays yeah, everything. Rocks out. He's like, I'm not into that rap. I went. It's rap, but it's almost not, man. It's like, but he's he plays a lot of rock and roll shit, like covers yeah, and awesome. you know, but he's he's fucking really, really good. Riggs, remember the one night we, we met him and then the next year he looked worn the fuck oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah, he looked uh, uh overtired. Actually, I don't think you were with us that night. I, I felt bad for him. I remember he had said he was in New York doing a sh- he did the Good Morning America show, then he had to do radio all day, then bust in, did radio here, did had to perform, and he looked beat. I'm yeah, like, oh, I went on a fuck. I went on a bus trip with him. Uh, we it was in Fort Wayne, then we went down to uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and then Nashville. Ooh. And it was during the lockout. I mean, it's so that lifestyle is just so tough. I mean, to me, I think the guy does an amazing job of being able to just get up and perform the way he does for everybody every right. single night. Because I mean, it's just a grind. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm in there. I mean, he's. You know, we're drinking drink for drink the whole friggin' time, playing the guitars with each other going down, and he's gotta go out and do this shit in front of like thirty thousand people in like a few hours. I'm like, I'm fucking doing it. I I, I was like I was constantly, you know, shit faced the whole time. (laughs) And I I left Nashville. I was like, Hey, listen, I can't be a hockey star and a rock star. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, pick one. I did. I went home and I was like, Fuck it. Oh God! I was like, What the hell just happened? <laughs> I never thought you'd tap out at. Uh, yeah, I did. I did tap out. Well, that's seeing, the one guy that got me to tap out. That, that one night there made me tap out for about a week and a half because I was <laughs> after the the high wore off Sunday night. I'm like. Oh God, fuck! That was a, I, I don't think I don't know because I had a beer in my hand. He goes, and he was such a good dude. He was like remembered my name. Like he was like that. Well, nasty. He, re, he was like nasty. What are you drinking? I'm like Miller Lite. He goes, get over here, and he pours me the Beam and Coke. Beam. It, was, it was Beam. Yeah, right. <laughs> was no, splash. Okay, you want to throw a little more Coke in there because I don't drink that shit. But I had. What do you say? No. So yeah, you got to drink. Two later, I am fucking on Pluto. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I oh god, I was so sick. It made me sick, but I didn't even give a fuck. I was like, it was coolest night ever. But anyway, 
It was awesome. And as she took us. <laughs> but we do appreciate you, man. I know yeah, you're a busy brother. man. And uh, congratulations. On Monday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be great. Congratulations on all your success, man. It's it's awesome to see, brother. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, too. I, I really enjoyed uh, talking with you guys. You guys brought up a lot of great memories that kind of, I guess, slipped a little bit when you get busy. You forget about some of that stuff. But nothing but love and respect for Philadelphia Flyers. I know that. Was, I had a fun time with everybody there. Really That's did. awesome, man. I appreciate you, man. Right we'll on. see you in a week. Yeah, we'll see you. Yes, we will. I will see you guys Monday. All right, a brother. Couple reps in there. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Did Parm shooting a couple uh, those off-speed shots at you? <laughs> well, knuckle punch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll see All you right, guys dude. later. All right, brother. See you, Good man. See you later. later. All right, Nass. I know you're ready to learn a new language well, after speaking with Goody last week. I know. You're right. thinking. And oh, uh, you know, we got to do something about that. We got to get you... Uh, speaking a little bit better English and maybe find another language, but uh, happy to announce a new sponsor. We are partnering with Babbel. Babbel is the best online source of interactive language courses that anyone can use to learn languages in an effective and entertaining way. Beautiful. Yeah. The mission is to get you speaking a new language with confidence as soon as possible. I think you need well, that, Nest. I need confidence, but I'll tell you the truth about it. It's, it's learning through conversation. Like, no random words and phrases. Babbel teaches you language skills for real-life scenarios, you know, like at the bar or <laughs> right. somewhere else. But, no, real-life scenarios. Each lesson features a dialogue to help you apply what you've learned. And comprehensive language courses. Babbel exercises help you strengthen all four fundamental language learning, reading, writing, listening, and speaking and long-term retention regs, Babbel reintroduces words through six memory stages using the technique of spaced repetition. The review feature helps you lock in what you've learned, regs, when you're at risk of forgetting it most. And Nasty, Babbel is designed with you in mind. You specifically, Nast. Me. I need it. Every learner is different, obviously. That's why Babbel offers personalized learning paths. Choose the topic and learning level that's right for you. That's right, and brother. That's probably level one. Nast. We know that's that. probably my levels one. But I'll tell you what, just go to babble.com and use promo code NASTY for 40% off your first subscription. Do it. Let's go. And a big thank you to Chico Robert Esch. Oh, my man. Hopping on episode 48. Dude, love love Ashy man. He, he was Ashy. so nice to reconnect, man. He's a he is a, he is a stand up guy, you know. And I love to see him doing well post career and having a vision. And man, he's and, worked his ass off to to create that whole thing there. I he, he's given other people credit, which they deserve too. But he doesn't ever course. give himself enough credit. He's yeah. the one that put his foot down and said, "Hey, let's do this." He put all the grunt work in uh, with other people, but man, he is he's doing awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's done an amazing job there. I say nine years, um, you know, he had the vision, you know, he, he used his contacts, right? Yep, <laughs> and and exactly. Peter Luco and start building this team around him and, and, uh, and executed, you know, and not just uh, on a small level, he's, he's sustained oh, an amazing franchise there and, uh, and built a community, you know, within a community 
um, which is which is huge in Utica, New York, right? I, I mean, was gonna say that's tough. <laughs> you don't have college, like you know, like there's it's that's all that's there. Like he, but he's created that, yep. and I'm sure you know that's why it's sold out for what? What do you say? The last eight years, seven eight yep. years. Yeah, it's amazing in the American which League. It's really amazing. Yeah, so. and uh, you know, and just you know, going back to to his playing career. I mean, you know a worker and you can see you can see the translation right i mean he yeah. he talked about it on the pod he was um, you know he wished he could have maybe worked on a little more skill but he was uh he's a worker you know he, he just he poured it all in and obviously he's taken that attitude in his post career so he's happy for him and happy for his success and hopefully that 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 train keeps moving along and he keeps having success because it's, yeah. it's great what he's doing the ten-year deal too doesn't hurt. Yeah, no, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. That's huge, man. A little breathing room there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say it going year to year. Every December, he's like, "Oh boy." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but, but he you get the old ten-year deal, man. You, <laughs> yeah, that's you've nice. Done some right. <laughs> you've proved that's the awesome. concept. Let's uh, let's put it that way. I need a ten-year deal. Yeah, I know, right? You and me both. Somebody get me one. Any any takers out there? Yeah, right. I'm <laughs> hearing crickets. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, Nass. Well, All right, brother. that's a wrap. Episode 48 in the books. Be sure to tune in next week. Episode 49. Until oh. then, knuckleheads, stay safe. See you, knuckleheads. Later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 